0: A mic sounds nice check one. Oh yeah 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 hey folks sir charles Carry here and my co-host k fit we are back live better than ever hopefully you're having a great day k fit how you doing
1: i'm doing good how are you
0: outstanding outstanding um you know i got a lot of time on my hands these days so i'm just trying to manage it better and be more i guess proficient because You know, it's funny, when you don't have a lot of time, you always want more. And then when you suddenly have more time and you're in a lax state, you feel like, "Uh oh, I'm not doing something. I need to be doing something. And even though that's probably true, we should be able to benefit from not always being on. I'm just so used to always having something that I'm working towards. So but let's not belabor the moment. Today we have. A guess a young lady that you know i've known for some time we're in the same industry uh different parts we probably fluctuate uh if i'm coaching she's probably speaking if she's coaching i'm probably speaking and you know we have this thing with the speaking industry which has so many different tentacles and uh we have traveled acro- around the country speaking and uh, been on the same platform so i want to introduce a young lady that uh Uh, I've come to uh, love her energy and we will be right back to talk to her about what it is that she actually does right after this. that editing guy he's getting good but i tell you i like his queuing up and and coming back and forth he's good <laughs> so with that being said i want to introduce to some and present to others as i say week after week none other than dr stephanie burroughs dr stephanie burroughs where is she there she is bang how are you doing doc
2: i'm thankful and grateful am i clear
0: you are coming it. into focus You know, look, this is what the internet does, right? Everybody's online now, so... Yes.
2: And it's that time of the evening, too.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know, it's so funny, just talking about this really quick, I was like, can you ever run out of bandwidth? You know, I'm wondering, can we ever run out of bandwidth? It's scary to think about it, but it's probably a possibility, you know? I'm like, man. But uh, anyway, so how you doing today them. so far?
2: I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Um just feeling blessed and highly favored that I'm here.
0: Same here. Same here. For those of you that don't know Dr. Stephanie Bros, she is a speaker, a trainer, a coach. She does workshops. Uh she has she's not new to this game. She's true to this <laughs> game. Uh from the tri-state and for those of you that don't know what the tri-state is, we're talking new york new jersey connecticut and the surrounding areas that's my um my stomping grounds and um mm-hmm. this the same thing for you down here in dc You got the dmv dc maryland and virginia so the tri-state uh is uh, her home base she got all of that y'all don't go up there unless you can handle it she got all of that <laughs> but um yeah uh she and i have like i said spoken on some of the same platforms at various conferences around the country. And I know she is passionate about what she does, but before we go there, let's find out a little bit about how she got there. What was the little Dr. Stephanie Burrows about?
2: (laughs) Hey, I'm still little. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: Just just under five feet. Just a smidge.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: The younger, you the younger, the younger version
0: me? of yourself. What was life like growing up? Oh, uh, you know, God. for you.
2: I, you know, it's a good question. So I've, I was a talker. So speaking was natural for me. I was on stage. I, I was in plays and uh, all different types of dance. You know, um, in fact, one day I was in a play, and the next morning my parents got a, a call saying. I had a scholarship to the North Ballet Academy, which was part of the American Ballet Academy, I believe at the time. It's quite a few years ago. You're talking about like 1966 or 65. So, of course, I was the first, the one and the only uh, black and female. Well, they were all female, but the, the, the only black in the class. And, and um, it was quite interesting because I came in mid-season um, and got a chance to perform on stage in the Nutcracker Suite at what is Newark Symphony
0: Hall. Oh, so that, that was at? the
2: big stage for us in Newark at the time. Okay, I
0: got you, Newark, I got Newark, you, Newark, I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. come on now. All right.
2: They call it Brick City. now. Back then, we were just Newark. Okay.
0: Okay, 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 okay.
2: <laughs> um I had to be, let's see. I was Miss Responsibility. That's how I was raised. I'm, let me just say this. I'm the daughter of a Marine. And he and my mom raised me like I was one of the troops. So okay. it was no nonsense, get it done, no excuses, get your butt whooped, seriously, over yeah. the least little thing.
0: I know, Ain't that something?
2: If I lived the way, if I were today the way kids are now, I would not be alive.
0: But you know, I tell you, seriously. when I grew up, I told my parents <laughs> about the times that I got in trouble when they were wrong. You know, I was an adult, I was like in my, I guess mid-20s, and I was like, remember that time I got in trouble for this and that? Y'all was wrong. This is what happens. What had happened was, and I went to explain it, and and they were like they didn't know what to say, you know, and I felt bad a little bit, but not enough because I paid the price. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, my, my hind parts paid the price. But I just on, felt I, I just felt it was I'm a right fighter. Let me just say this. <clears throat> I am a right fighter, and right fighters um, are very annoying to people, I'm sure, because it's not always about um, taking your time and stepping back and just letting things go. I want things to be right, you know, and that's not always appropriate, but for some reason, I'm wired like that, probably (laughs) because of the way I was raised and the things that happened to me when I didn't have a voice. So I just felt I had to to write to those wrongs, and um, you know, you know, I let them know. I you gotta let it. them know.
2: I get it. Well, I was a singer. Really? I sang in choirs. Oh yeah, I sang in choirs and choruses, and I had to, you know, compete. I even competed for um, this huge choir here in the state for the state. And this is when you learn really early. Not everything is meant for you. God has other plans for you. Because I, was, I knew I was going to best this thing. And I woke up the morning of the competition. I could barely talk. I was so congested, I could hardly hear me.
0: Wow. But I,
2: wait, but I went anyway. <laughs> it's like, I'm not quitting. I'm not stopping. I'm going. Unfortunately, because I couldn't hear myself, I didn't realize I was sharp. It sounded okay. beautiful in my ears, but I was very sharp. So I missed it by something like 13 points. Wow. Um, what I realized was I was supposed to do other things. That How was long it. did
0: you dance and sing? Like, when did you kind of let that go?
2: Well, I, oh gosh, let me see. I played violin in elementary school. Uh, then I played the flute when I got to high school and first year or so of college. Um, when did I let it go? I still sang in choruses. in fact, I was in the very first choir down at Virginia state college, the gospel choir it was called the Virginia state gospel choir. And they still in effect if I, I know I saw them a few years ago when they came up to Jersey and I went in and took advantage of that. And they called all the alumni up, you know, it was pretty cool. Um, nice my dream to be a a million different things but one was to be an actress another was to be a jazz singer i wanted to lean across the piano
0: so did you do any acting also (laughs) do
2: my thing just in school elementary school predominantly um what how was i was i was the oldest and at five, when the first sibling came in, immediately like you're in charge, you're responsible. So I mean, imagine being responsible for an infant when you're five years old and uh, changing diapers and all that kind of nonsense, you know. Yeah. Hence, no kids today. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Prayed for that. None. We're not going there. It's not happening. So um, he blessed me. No kids. Um, but you know who my my kids are the Businesses, business owners and professional women that I coach.
0: <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> that I've been so, working
2: with all these years and I didn't realize that. I didn't get it. Somebody was so like, based on your oh, background, you know I you see you
0: got a BS from Rutgers. And I mean, you've done man, a man. lot of things, you know, you worked in the tri-state, you know, for the Port Authority. You've done a lot of different things as it relates to speaking, coaching, training. That seems to have been, you know, your, oh, your yeah. natural fit for the past umpteen yep. years and uh, yep. I know that you love it because you know that's how we met you know in that arena so um, even though we're fast forwarding um, tell us about Dr. Stephanie Burroughs as you became Dr. Stephanie Burrows, and you continue to speak who is your audience?
2: So in the past I had a variety of audiences you know I, I, I was I spoke for a lot of businesses, uh, conferences and so forth for the businesses. But um, even before that, you know, I didn't know it was called creating your own platform back then, because it wasn't called that back then, but I created Mm -hmm. my own platform. So even when I was, when I was at a a consultant at New Jersey transit, I ran a huge program for them, the disadvantaged business enterprise um, DBE support center for a a major light rail project, which was the Hudson Bergen light rail. Are you all there? Yes, we are. Okay. And, uh, even there we put on workshops and so forth and we were there to make sure that minorities were getting their fair share of the work. So, uh,
0: so the light rail the is still thing. around too.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Hudson Bergen light rail was the first of its kind design build. I d- I spent a lot of time in the construction industry don't okay. ask me how, I don't, nothing but god that's all i'm saying
0: did you have a um, did you look did you have a little hard hat that's my little joke do you have a little hard hat
2: yes i i had a hard hat <laughs> and i had to go to the boys section to find steel toe shoes that fit my little bitty feet
0: she so was size two and I, and
2: I, it was like a five okay really five. okay 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 <laughs> okay okay so i had to find I, it was because i was literally out there in the trenches I had to interview the business owners and make sure that their staff was a whole bunch of stuff you had to make sure of, and, um, and also do the certifications and all of that stuff. Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. Um, God, I got a chance to do so many interesting things there. I sang in the Port Authority for a conference. For a concert. You sang at the port. What?
0: what? Yep. It was like you know The Port Authority's been there? redesigned so many times, but. It was one of the times on I think the upper floor they had this huge platform, and the Martin Luther King Fellowship Choir we sang there for I don't know if it was holiday time, like I don't remember what the occasion was, but we sang, and uh, that was I a big deal. So yeah.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah, yes it is. So I I really was that person that organized things, and and I remember when we when they moved out of Newark and put me out there and. Uh, suburbs, that was another trip, um, immediately I went in and when it was senior year, I believe it was, and they were doing the the, the yearbook. And I asked them, well, how are you making sales on the yearbook? And they said, well, we don't know just yet. I said, well, how about you have someone representing, going out to each of the classes at homeroom time in the morning and doing a presentation. Hence, I became the first black to be the business manager for the yearbook. And nice. that's what I did. So I was, I was, always, I was always speaking.
0: Man, we no, got something in common. I, I didn't realize. Look, in you telling that story, you know, I I was on the yearbook staff myself for high school, but <laughs> uh, I you know I didn't know what to do. You know, I sang, but I wasn't a popular kid, so I just wanted to fit in, and I was able to get on the yearbook staff and you know do whatever they needed, and that was just one of my many ventures in trying to define myself but before i get ahead of myself too much k fit our co-host she normally has questions for our guests so we're going to come back to what you do who you do it for and all that sort of thing but uh, k fit please uh, what kind of questions do you have for dr burroughs is she frozen
1: i would like to know who were oh. your mentors along your journey
0: mentor
2: uh, Did you hear me? Yes, I hear you. I have to think about it because really that wasn't something we heard much about when I was coming up. Yeah. You know. So I pretty much made my way. Um my mom and dad, and especially my father, oh my gosh. He had a significant impact on me both with the belt and with his sternness and, you know, you I had to be perfect old school had to be perfect no excuses you know no slacking off no nothing things that you wouldn't think were an issue you it it was for them so i guess they were probably my biggest influencers because today and prior to this i real but i really recognize it now that had they not been as hard on me as they mm-hmm. were probably wouldn't be around. So with anything that I'm, I, I hear them coming out of my mouth, even when I'm talking to a client or if I'm speaking on stage, I hear them coming out of my mouth, you know, um, that not taking any, no excuses. You had I'm an excuse less person. And if That's I- something a good title. Something isn't, the, yeah, I'm writing that down, the excuseless person, right? <laughs> so you just, it just means you you own up to whatever it is. Good, bad, or indifferent, you got to mm-hmm. own up to it. And if it's something that you can fix, you fix it. If not, you go find help to get it fixed. Um, if you're at fault, yes, I am. Own it. It's no, no, you know what I'm saying? So they were my yep. biggest influencers, quite frankly. Oh, the biggest was my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. The word guide me, guided me. Um and to this day more so than ever. So with all these books and this is just one of the four bookcases in here, um it's word that guides my steps. Yeah. Um so Jesus is I think it's so important that we all have to. that
0: personal relationship because my relationship mm-hmm. may vary vastly from than yours is. You know, I remember this is may sound strange to some people and I know some people won't receive it, but I'm going to say it anyway. My son's godfather told me, he said, man, sometimes I go to the bathroom, man. I pray right in the bathroom, man. And I was like, because I had never thought of that. This is like in the 90s, He's told me this. And I was like, yes. hmm. Huh. I said, that's real though, because if he's omnipresent, omnipotent, what's stopping? And why should there be a barrier? You can only do it in this location. Or that location, you know, and I'm like, you know what? And he opened my eyes to just be more open minded. And I was like, wow, you know, because we grew up in church, but yeah, yeah. that was something that I would have never, never fathomed, you know, to pray in the bathroom, you know. But if there's a need and the really? need has to be filled, yeah, not in the bathroom. Why? You know, I'm thinking prior to that, right? Like, I ain't gonna pray in no bathroom. In Why the not?
2: Tower? Everything, you know, no matter where you are. I mean,
0: yeah.
2: I, I remember going into a restaurant a few years ago and the young lady came to me and she said, I'm always teaching. I can't help myself. Just one. And I looked at her and I said, first of all, let me just say, don't use the word just because it sounds as if the person is not enough. Okay. I am more than enough, but no, it's not just one. I don't know if you can see them or not, but I travel with my crew and my crew is Jesus, me, myself and I, I'd like to introduce you. Do you see them? <laughs> I love messing with folks. That's
0: all good, and It's all good.
2: <laughs> she quickly seated me and every time I looked at her, she would pass by, she would turn and look away. It was a young,
0: young. Y'all want young something?
2: <laughs> so okay. I, I, but it was interesting because not long after that, I was in another restaurant and the young lady said the same to me there. And I said, no, I'm not here alone and it's not just me, There is Jesus, me, myself and I, and by the way, don't use the term just for anyone Right. I to have a very strong sense of who I am. So it's not an issue, but for others, you never know where they are in their life and it could bring them down. Yeah. As I was saying this, the young lady runs over and she was like, no, no, we're training them not to say that. And I thought that was so incredible. She's like, we're training No, cannot use the word just. I thought, this is awesome. So glad to hear that. So, yeah, that's how I train, That I travel. Um, and that's my biggest influence. Were there others? There's um, a woman, uh, awesome, awesome, awesome woman, Jan Walton, very near and dear to my heart. She used to be the... Um, assistant executive director um, over the diversity programs for businesses, because all this DEI stuff now, well, we were doing supply diversity to ensure okay. that minority-owned women and later women-owned in small businesses had opportunities for contracts, major league contracts. Um, Jan, we met through business. She was at New Jersey Transit, I was at Port Authority. We met that way. And we were always going with another gentleman, Ernie Williams. I gotta say, Ernie, 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 thank you, Ernie. We all hung out after these different events that we would go to. After the event, we go and hang out somewhere else. And so, over plus twenty plus years, we're you know like they're just family to me. Okay. You know? Well, k so Fit, you I have more
0: questions.
2: I looked up to her. Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: What keeps you going?
2: What keeps me going life. There's so much I haven't done yet. Mm. There's so much I want to do and I'm not satisfied until I get it done. And what keeps me going? Um, gosh,
1: being of service. Thank you. Sorry about that.
0: She said life keeps her going. Yeah, and and and
2: being of service to others and and working in my gifts at every avenue that I'm in.
0: That's it right there for me.
2: That's a big thing for me. Yeah. Even in look, I was creating platforms for myself and I didn't know that's what I was doing. But I would put on huge events for the likes of the Port Authority and even for Transit and later on at Rutgers for the Small Business Development Centers, where I was their director of procurement programs. I would put on these huge programs. And one thing I knew, no matter what that program was for, it was always for minority-owned businesses and then later women and small and disadvantaged and all of that.
3: Nice. But what I knew was,
2: no matter who I was inviting to get on that stage, and it would be people at the head of these organizations and People that were the head of humongous construction management firms and contracting firms and engineering firms, and I'd have them all coming in and being represented. But yours truly was leading the show. I
0: know and that's right. And I would right. start
2: that program out on the mic. So natural, I natural Born Facilitator. Sure I was oh, yes. I was, I was the... Oh, what is it called? Not just the facilitator, but the the Organizer. Well, I organized these events, but I also was the person who would announce everybody, you know, a host? give you okay. the host. The host. Yes. Always, no matter what I was doing. And if I had workshops or anything, I'd always have workshops and then also um stage presenters. I had a workshop myself. Like okay. when was so this? Like what, what time?
0: Was this in the uh the eighties, the nineties? Oh, what was this? Uh,
2: let me see. Where was I? because I've been doing this for a long time okay. I'm going to say eighties, nineties, even when I was recruiting, cause I was a recruiter for uh blue cross blue shield. It wasn't Horizon then.
0: nice. nice. Okay. And,
2: uh, I would do the orientation after recruiting and going out and hire, you know, interviewing and hiring and so forth. And then when I first went into the port, I was also a recruiter. And then I went back into where I'd been when I worked on, uh, for a, a private contractor, I'm sorry, construction management and engineering firm. You may yes. have heard of them, Gannett Fleming Cordry Carpenter out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I don't know. I this heard was back Gannett back in like 1980.
0: Yeah, I was working so with the Dormitory the Authority of of uh, Staten Island. Uh, excuse me, Dormitory Authority of New York. They were building on oh, college you. of Staten Island back at that time. But um, I know
2: Dormitory we- Authority well.
0: Yeah. Before we um, continue on, folks, if you're just joining us and you have questions or comments, please post your questions. We're open to fielding your questions. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Stephanie Burroughs and uh, k fit. What other questions do you have for Dr. Burroughs?
1: So my next question for you. Do you think there's the difference between professional and personal development?
2: Well, first there's personal development. We have to develop ourselves, <laughs> okay? Professional development, more so how you're going to handle yourself and grow in the corporate sector or whatever profession that you're in, if you're in engineering or if you're in architectural or um, whatever profession you're in, there's, there's a certain standard that's expected from you in those professions. However, personal development to me is really significantly important because if you don't have yourself together and you don't know who you are and whose you are and why you're here and why you're doing what you're doing and why you've made the choices you're making and how you're going to present yourself on a consistent basis, you, the professional is just not going to work. That's like bringing Living in two separate worlds when they can coexist side by side. does that make sense?
0: Yep What
1: else you, you got know, so Kate to? Me, yeah. Did you ever have any regrets along your journey about anything?
2: I'm sorry, I could barely hear you. Did I didn't you have get any regrets you.
1: along the journey.
2: Regrets. Well, there are some things in my personal life, which are personal, that I have regrets about. Sure, but I didn't live in regret. I don't even think it was regret. It was like, oh, so I'm that person that beats up on her. I'm like, you idiot, why did you do that? Oh, goodness. Hi, right, whatever, it's over. Next, let's keep moving. So I don't dwell in the past. I don't dwell on anything that's not going to elevate me, enlighten me inspire me um, I'm going to let it go as quickly as possible not one to hold on to a lot of stuff that doesn't mean I don't remember it but it's like if you're not if it's not serving me what's the point next okay. anything else
0: hey Allison thanks for jumping on if you got any questions please post your questions we love to hear um, your questions answer your or respond to your comments, whatever, uh, crosses your mind. Uh, I have a, a comment or I don't know if it's a question. Yeah, it's a little bit of a question and comment. What were some of the tough times, you know, becoming as now, let me hold that for later. Who is your audience?
2: So today my audience, it's still, uh, business owners and pro- professional women. I've had professional women because I understand that they are really, really challenged, um, having gone through this COVID because the programs that I have now well one of the programs that's relative is new was, um, well, both my programs came from God. So, you know, I've, I've shifted and I've totally moved out of that whole space of government contracting and helping people go after those contracts and do those certifications and navigate that whole sphere of how do I do business with corporate or government at any level of government, um, from your local government, right up to the federal government navigating them through that process. Um, that's over. I no longer provide those services. Okay. I had to come down hard on myself two weeks ago and say that out loud to some people coming to me for services. So yeah, I turned away money. Look at me like I'm crazy. No, I'm not because I had been instructed in 2017 by the Lord on what I was to do.
0: So what do you do now?
2: So oh, where's I where's the focus? Speaking I'm, I was speaking and training on what I'm doing in the coaching section sector, but I didn't fully commit from the coaching perspective, although I had been doing it all along. So in order for people to navigate and to be comfortable and to do things outside of their, their comfort zone and that they've never been in before, sometimes you had to help them get past themselves, their own blocks. I, cons- I turned myself, I coined myself now the mind shift clarity coach. Because um, we go deep here in the mind and in here, pulling things apart and figuring out what's stopping you, what's blocking you, what's keeping you from doing the things you need to do. For some, con- some of the people, that's the area we need to be in. But then some people need to be in, to be in my area of grit, being grounded, resilient, and intentional, and tenacious. Some I have to start them in one piece, and then we can move into the grit program. So there's two separate programs. One is release. We got to release those blocks. And the other is grit being grounded, resilient, intentional, and tenacious in the process of doing so. So okay. I've been doing this unknowingly for years, many years. When I went back to read the testimonials and I hope everybody in business is capturing testimonials. I've been capturing mine since the seventies. And when I went back and started looking at all of them and reading them and even the videos, I was like, why are they talking about this stuff that I helped them with? Well, what about all the stuff we did on the business side? Because I did a 10-year survey up until 2013, and I had helped several thousand business owners, but only 5% of them responded to the surveys. But they had won over 900 million in contracts, those that responded to the survey.
0: Nice. So, when so I what at is their that? What is the.
2: They were saying what I was doing for them here first and in right. here, which opened them <laughs> to being able to take the actions that they needed to on the business side. That, does that make sense?
0: Okay. So, what do you find that women need most, you know, or your, your female clients need most uh, in today's times, during today's times? What is it the focus that really will help them get over the hump? or get to their mm. end destination?
2: So first, let me just say this. I coach men and women. So oh, okay. business owners are just men and okay. women. I started, look, I lived in the land of men on construction sites. You didn't right, see right. us.
3: Right, true. And there to didn't see
2: too many that looked like me being brown, okay? So I was mm-hmm. out there at a time in 1980 on moving forward where I would be the first, the one and the only, black and female. Right. so I honestly I'm comfortable in that space because I get you guys (laughs) so I do coach both Um, for the females it's a whole different sphere especially the younger ones today Um, raised differently missing a lot of the tenets that we were brought up with missing a lot of the knowledge of how to, you know, someone asked me recently, how do you know who you are? You know yourself so well. There's a client that asked me that. I said, cause I've been studying me and working on me since childhood. I knew hey, there you go. when I was in, since childhood, literally. I was about a 10 or 11 years old. And I had a conversation with myself, walking to school one day by myself, with myself, not by myself, but with myself. Cause I still had Jesus, me, myself and I. And I said out loud who I was, how I was, what I would say if someone said certain things to me and how I would respond. And I went through this whole thing. And I said, I've been doing this since I was a kid because I knew that I was not who my parents were trying to make me to be. Mm. So I had to be a certain way with them. And when I left and went out of the house, I just want to thank you for letting me be, be myself,
3: myself.
2: <laughs> again.
0: No doubt, no doubt. You know, see, and I had the, I had the opposite. Time. I had the opposite experience because I wasn't geared in a particular direction, and I was always, like, wondering, like, what, what? And the natural common denominator in our family was music, So I naturally gravitated uh, towards it. And then when I told my mother specifically, I want to sing, she said, really? I said, yeah. She says, okay. That's it? Okay. (laughs) And that was it. Wow. So, but what I did learn when, you know, the journey of an artist, of a vocalist, and all the things I did from choirs, uh, singing with white choirs, singing with uh, black Baptist choirs, singing with ensembles during casting calls, having a band, singing by myself. All of those things prepared me for where I am today. Every yes. last experience. It prepared me for the acting that I've done in films. It prepared me for the spoken word audiences. It prepared me for more music, musical uh, endeavors as well as speaking because I would tell people, and you know, I rocked the mic without a melody. And that's what it was. But now that I'm doing music again, I may have to reword that. So, but yeah, you know, I had to find mm. myself because TV raised me to a degree because I was really mm. intrigued by what I saw. And I was like, oh, I could do that. And I would try stuff and it would work, but I was too so shy. So when I finally broke out of that eggshell, it was like, it and created a monster.
2: <laughs> no, I was never shy. No one ever accused me of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I get in trouble in school because I talked too much.
0: Oh, yeah, I talked to okay. school and all that, but I was still shy. You know, for the platforms that I wanted to be on, I was like, Will it work? I know I practiced it. Mm. I know I can hit the high notes, but can I do it in front of all these people? And I wasn't always sure. But, you know, growing pains. I call it the training Definitely. ground. Those
2: those early days were a training ground. In fact, I remember in the eighth grade, they came to a group of us and said we had to write this paper. Write a paper on whatever. I wrote 13 pages.
0: Overachiever. Boy, was I sorry.
2: Boy, was I sorry. Because this is what happened. They came back to me and told me I didn't know what was happening and they said you won the competition i didn't know it was a competition they said you're the valedictorian and we want you to speak at the graduation i said you go what they said the paper you wrote 13 pages that was the first and last time i ever memorized an entire speech like that
0: oh you oh wow okay yeah 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 i
2: had to memorize those 13 pages
0: Yeah, well, you would do it totally different today.
2: This is when I knew what I wanted to do. Eighth grade graduation, 13 years old, on stage in front of several hundred people. The first couple of sentences were from memory, and suddenly I was transported. I felt like I was in an orb of sunlight. If you can imagine what an orb looks like, and it was sunlight, all golden, yellow, orange, with orange and yellow are my favorite colors, along with red. And I felt like spokes were coming out of me into the people. This is what I saw with my own eyes. As I spoke this speech, I was totally transported. All I knew was when I was done, I heard this loud sound. And it was the audience clapping and cheering. And I said to myself at 13, this is what I need to do when I grow
0: up. There you go. There you go. K-Fit, whatever questions or comments you have for our guest today.
1: What is happiness to you? Um, I don't dwell
2: in happiness. Happiness is, means that you have to wait for something on the outside to occur in order for you to be embodied in happiness. I live in joy because joy lives inside of us at all times. And it's up to us to just delve in and get all nice and comfy and warm and mm, And I can do that anytime. If you knew, some of the i don't discuss it but if there are things that have happened to me in my life and things that are happening even right now if i were to live in what was happening oh lord i'd just be a hot mess in my flesh which i am anyway but in a different way (laughs) so joy is always here i can just step inside and just live in it and be Cause I'm so, it's where you're so thankful and grateful and it's just brimming out all over you and it's just spilling out of you. And it's nothing but Jesus. I'm just saying. So I don't wait on happiness. I don't wait for something outside of me to happen. That's a, and, it's, and, it's, and it doesn't last. Joy lasts always. If you're conscious and cognizant of it and you go within and um, just look at the least little things. Stop looking for the big stuff. You know, when I get up, if, just what are you grateful for every day? And I just sit up and I don't care how bad things may look on the outside and how you know scary some things are. It's like, I'm just thanking God for it. You know what? I thank you for this bed and that is comfortable. I thank you for the blankets. I thank you for the heat, hot water. I thank you that the stove still comes on and I'm able to cook on there. I'm thanking you for all this stuff. All these furnishings that I'm little by little downsizing, quite frankly, because we don't need a whole lot. I'm thankful for you allowing me to, the joy and the opportunity to speak in front of others and to change lives and to, or be that, that instigator of change, because really it's the person who changes their own life. All I can do is open the door and show them how they can go about doing that. Um, I'm thankful for this, everything, working on this 67-year-old body and just rocking it. What you saying? I thank you for letting me still get my underground deep house dance on. I thank you for just breathing without struggle. I thank you for my mind being clear and being able to, because I'm, I, I, someone had to bring it to my attention. They were like, you're so analytical. I'm like, no, I'm not. They're like, yes, you are. And then other people were like, yeah, you are, Dr. Burroughs. I'm all up in here. I'm always thinking. I'm always analyzing. I'm always figuring things out. And then I'm thankful and grateful for the one of the gifts, which is God just continually speaking through me and giving me ideas the my, my two programs were specific woke up in the morning from the big dream couldn't remember the dream but remember writing down the words that i needed to remember to develop those programs grit and release He gives me what i need in order to do what i do and you know i was doing other things before that that were all business based and um based on experience and knowledge and expertise um it's just so much that I'm thankful for, but it is it begins and it ends with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.
0: What other questions you got, KFit?
1: Um my next question for you would be: do you think you would have if you had an author ego, who would you be or what would you be? If you had an opportunity to have an alter ego since you never was a shy person, what would that alter ego look like for you?
2: I have no clue. When you asked that question last week when I was watching, I was sitting here scratching my head. I said, she better not ask me that. I have no clue. Alter ego isn't even something I ever thought about. I'm too busy working on being my best me to think about wanting to emulate anyone else. I am all that I need to be in this moment and there's so much more for me to grow into. I've seen what God has in store for me in the past. He showed me three times. The last time was the biggest one and it almost floored me. I almost hit the floor. It was so big and it was so huge and it was overwhelming. But I said, okay, but I appreciate that you opened up that window and showed me who I am to become. I appreciate that because now I know what I have to do to get to that person. I never thought about an alter ego. I don't even know. I wouldn't want to be anybody other than who I am. No matter in all my hot messness.
0: There's a question we have from the uh, audience that says, what is your most important message for our next generation to hear them, uh, for our next generation to hear from you? What is, I reread it. What is your most important message? message for our next generation to hear from you. So what would you like to share with the next generation?
2: Whew. okay. I'm just going to go with what came to me first. Cause I haven't thought about it. Well, maybe I have work on yourself, work on you. Stop looking at what other people do. Stop looking at how they dress, what they say. Stop speaking the same way everyone else speaks, because half of them there aren't using English correctly anyway, and it ticks me off. Speak the language correctly. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's just these little things and little nuances, and then use the correct language. Use your words correctly, because every word has a meaning. And what we think and what we speak is what we read. It's what we bring to ourselves. Yep, we think so. Study, learn from the pros, and I don't mean those that are self-declared pros, but those that have shown that they have done the work, they've done the study, they've done uh, the, the the they've been through the muck and the mire to get in a, to become what who they are and to come into a space. That is uh, that shows that they are worthy of it, put it that way. You and know, I
0: think, stop, right, I, know I think you're right, Dr. Burroughs. I think you're right, Dr. Burroughs. One of the biggest obstacles is that, you know, they're so influenced by, of course, one another, and they're so influenced by media. When I say media, I'm talking about all media. You know, everyone can't handle what the media... Puts out. I'm talking about movies, music videos, video games, social media, music, television, all of these things bombard all of us. It's just that you, possibly myself and others like us, we have a certain focus in life. So when we step to those younger people... They can't fathom us knowing what we're talking about because the rage and the fads and trends are on television and all in their eyeballs and on their phone. So we tell them about speaking correctly, using their words in the proper tense. And it's like, man, I, why can't I just be myself? You can, but that's where you're going to stay. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> raise your, your game. Self. Yeah, but if you don't raise be your, your game, self. you know, if you don't re- elevate your game. You're not going to get anything, and then you're going to always talk about how you can't get on and how ain't nobody looking out, and, yo, I need a hookup, and, yo, man, see, <laughs> see, man, man, you don't understand. Yes, we do. We've been there. We've overcame. We're still climbing. We're still hungry and thirsty for more, mm-hmm. so take advice from someone who still has an appetite. We've got another question oh, for you coming from the uh, from the group. How can you break through... To our youth to encourage them to want more out of life. It's a derivative of the previous question. It's a good one too.
2: Yeah. First of all, identify you know, let's look, go back to doing a personal SWOT analysis. And every five years ago or, or more, you're gonna go through changes, so you have to do it again. So, what is the SWOT analysis? It's about an analyzing yourself from the standpoint of what are your strengths, your weaknesses, what are the opportunities that are there for you, and what are the threats? And sometimes those threats are things you need to really stay away from, and sometimes some of those threats are the people you're hanging out with and the people that you're looking at and looking up to. Sometimes those threats that are all those folks that are, yeah, 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 on Clubhouse, which I I only go on there and listen to this beatific or beatific or whatever it is. The music is lo-fi music. It is off the chain. <laughs> Woo, I love it. <laughs> I go to sleep with the, with the things in my, buds in my ears, wake up in the morning like, oh, oh. I went to sleep because it helps me to sleep. I need to do things that I know they're probably
0: say we old-fashioned, but I put on YouTube with the meditation music and just let three or ten hours play, and I'm like, ooh, in another so world. For me, that would be Calm, the Calm app. Oh, Calm.com, yes, yes. Okay.
2: I'm big on that Calm app, okay, and I have a certain one that's 50 minutes long that also helps me to go to sleep because I i don't know if you all noticed if you've seen what I'm posting sometimes but sleep has always been something I chase because I tend to go to bed when most people are going to be getting up.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I tell <laughs> so, you, like last night rough. specifically, I can tell you, I was trying to rest but God was obviously channeling something to me or through me and it was hard for me to quiet my mind. And I remember once, and recently, I'll just say maybe last week, I'm trying to go to sleep, and this song just kept jumping in my head, so I had to get up, get on uh, the system, and put down the basis for it, because I know if I, I've done it many times, if I sleep and say I remember in the morning, I, I may not. So I'll get up right then and there, put down the chords, and, record, and save it, and then come back to it, so I can build on it later. Because I know me, you know. I mean, I just couldn't. I just could not get any rest. So it was like, get up and go do it. Get I know it. you do, and I know it's not you
2: do. going to let you rest until you do it. So, but this is a different. We're not the normal people.
0: Yeah, we're oddballs.
2: Okay, I and embrace you, it. And when you can just appreciate who you are but mean that means you've got to know who you are. So that means doing the work. You got to dig in. There's a lot of stuff that's going to come up. There's a lot of junk that's going to come up. That's, you know, the old stuff, you know, the issues. Now let's keep
0: it real, Dr. Burrows. Let's keep it real. Sometimes being who you are can allow can make you alone, but you have to be comfortable with being alone. Oh. You have yeah. to be comfortable well, look, with being alone.
2: I'm 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 enamored with me and my loneliness so i found out like about eight years ago maybe 10 at most that i was an ambivert i didn't know i was i remember you know um del one of my del toro mcneil one of my um trainers coaches mentors i said to him you know i i tend to love being with myself because as a child i the only time i had peace was when i Didn't have to do some work around the house and look after one of the other siblings. And I could go in my room and shut that door and play jacks for hours by myself. And perfect the art of playing playing jacks because I wanted one day to be the queen of jacks. And I got the chance to do that in a competition. At day camp the one year I got to go. The one year I got to go to day camp in the summer, I was in a competition and I won. And the reason I practice, I practice the King I even put triple on there be able to pull it out with precision and not knock anything over. It was practice, practice, practice the same way it is in our craft that we have today. For you singing and speaking, for me speaking, coaching, training, and I still sing a little bit. I have a little polyp. Or it, that messed up, it got on my vocal cord, so it kind of threw me from a first soprano and now okay. I can sing really low and really deep, I don't know what happened, you know it was like, whoa, where is this coming from but that was because of a polyp on my vocal cord, and um, I'm just, and I thought, hmm, I like that sound, it's kind of sexy, you know <laughs>
0: That's range, you got range so I,
2: do, I do the I do things. things yeah, you're gonna be alone and it's a great thing. It's a good thing. Have see, fun this with is yourself. this is the
0: deal. A lot of people don't realize the value in being still, so they are uncomfortable being alone.
2: Stillness is a blessing. So I'm going I've moved into the whole, this this mindfulness space. So even now my Grit Growth programs, Mindfully Growing Grit or Mindful Grit Growth, um, and I'm big on meditation. So I'll be doing a meditation, a group meditation. Uh, I'm hoping I'll be able to get it done this Sunday night. So I'll be putting that out on my Facebook and even on LinkedIn and um, Instagram. Uh,
0: Do you have any events coming
2: up? That's going to be the event. As far as speaking events. I'm trying to whatever, something. anything, whatever.
0: Workshops, speaking.
2: I'll be doing the meditation. That's a big thing for me right now. I want to do a group meditation. I want people to understand that this is the they have wrong the wrong perception of what you have to do and what it takes to meditate. And they don't seem to understand that it's not you're not perfect and it's never perfect and it will never be. I'm learning from people who have been doing this for decades and decades and they even talk about how sometimes they just couldn't be still long enough to get it right, so they just had to keep doing it. One night, I went through three meditations before I finally got it right, before I finally got still, because my brain was just whoosh. Everything was running through my head, and I kept bringing myself back. One of the release meditations is, and you know, every time your mind would go flying off somewhere and you'd start building a story, release. I would just say release, or I would say story, story mentally, not out loud, mentally story and that would bring me back into the meditation so that's going to happen even when you've been doing it a long time it will happen get over it folks think they got to be perfect at everything the first time no it's not going to happen like that see here's the tricky thing you'll never be perfect the learning doesn't come in the perfect the learning comes in the practice
0: you're right and the tricky thing is that because we're wired differently. For those who are really resisting it, they're going to throw a bunch of excuses up. Oh, no, I don't do it like that. Oh, no, I'm not that way. And I get it. However, sometimes you have to learn to adopt or adapt to new skills, uh, new lessons, new ways of doing things. Because there's always a lesson in it if your mind is honestly open. So, K-Fit, what other questions you got?
1: My next question is, I see you've done a lot as a child up until now. If you can give your 18-year-old self advice, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self?
2: (laughs) God. (sighs) Mm. Mm. Stay true to yourself. But of course, I go back to you gotta know yourself. So you won't know all of you, but you know you're right from your wrong. You know. So just do the right thing.
0: All right. All right. Do just, the right thing. Tough,
2: but just do the right thing because I'm telling you, you'll save yourself so much time. And the other thing is if you're a believer, please listen, get still. We're always wanting to do the talking to God, but shut up and God talk to you, okay? I don't even have a choice anymore. I have so surrendered and surrender is a big deal. I mean, so let go of so much and just said, I right, am right, so sick and tired of doing it my way, it's not working. Come on, tell me what to do. I ain't, I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna duck and dodge. I, you don't even understand. You're talking to a sister from North New Jersey who is a hot mess in her flesh, okay? And she knows her very well because you got a lot of scars. So...
0: But see, that's transparency. Just- you can be honest. You're being honest and open even though you're not going to any detail in it. I know we're wrapping it up, but the point is some people, they're so enamored or so full of being, you know, perfect or wouldn't have this perfect image that they're never going to be true to themselves until they learn how to shed that fake skin. And it doesn't mean they're bad people. It's just that they haven't learned how to be honest with themselves. You got to be honest with yourself. And being quiet sometimes will help you with that process because when it's just you, who are you going to lie to? When it's just you,
3: (laughs) who who are you talking to? Who are you going to turn to?
0: It's just you. (laughs) So, if you want to start lying to you, oh, well, next. That's all I can say. (laughs) Because I don't have time to spend with people who really... They're fighting me as I'm trying to help them become the best versions of themselves.
2: And I'll say this. I've been very, very fortunate to have... And I know by the testimonials. So, I go back to the 70s when I was getting testimonials. And... All the way through to today, and so you can see the graduation from when they were written and typed, and in memorandums, and then on cards and whatever, and then it became emails, and right. now I get the videos as well. Um, so I know that I'm on the right track. I know I'm doing the right thing. I see the people that I'm coaching today in this mind shift. What does that mean? Someone asked in 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 uh, on LinkedIn. Clarity. Well, these were, these were. Two different clients who were like this is what i see so i'm all about the mind we've got to go in we got to clean out the gunk right we've got to really see and understand what we're thinking that's getting in our way and how we can how we can make those changes. And when you make the change, it's a shift that takes place. And when that shift takes place, there's transformation. Now you're not saying the same things. You're not thinking the same things. You're not reading right. the same things. You're not talking to the same people. If you're talking to those people, you're talking so differently to them that they're no longer comfortable in your space, which means it's time that you have now outgrown them. The clarity pieces for those people, This was I've been doing these two things all along with business owners now I'm opening the doors for professional women because I see after from the what's taking place with this covid and and being shut down I'm listening to people's language and they're they were freaking out and I was like why I don't understand because I'm so comfortable in my space let me just close my office door I am in heaven
0: to thine own self be true look you dark, know what
2: I'm saying though.
0: I want to say to you thank you for Giving us your time and sharing uh, your your youth and your expertise and your insights, I think that you know, and you never know who. But I think that there's always a way and an opportunity to learn if you're not careful, and um, that's the beauty about uh, what's your come-up story because we are more alike than we are different. And if you, again, if you're not careful, you're gonna see and hear someone's story. And realize it's okay if your life is jacked up. Because everyone's life is or has been jacked up at Mm -hmm. some time. It's about whether or not you want to do something about it. And uh, take it from me, I understand how challenging it can be. So, again, I thank you for your time. If there's any questions before we sign off, please, folks, post your questions in the feed. Or uh, post your questions and we'll come back to them and respond to them. Uh, but uh, everybody's got a story. That's why we always say you got to radiate the brain and change the game. That's the reality. So can I give of you what- some
2: contact info, info if they want to f- reach out? Yes, Anybody please, by all out? means, absolutely. All right. So you can always hit me on um, LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram. You can also hit me up uh, by email, CEO at stephaniespeaking.com. Um, I'm looking for the serious people only. I get some weirdos. So CEO at stephaniespeaking.com. And my website is stephaniespeaking.com.
0: All right. So reach out to her and uh, let her know how she can be an asset to you and you be an asset to yourself.
2: Thank you so much for this.